War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts discussing Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministries, serving Auburn students since 1961, and the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm Chandler. This is my co-host, Clint. And uh, this is the season recap for the Auburn baseball uh, 2018 team, and what a season! What a season it was, Clint. Uh, yeah, this this was just a great season all around, and one that I'm going to remember for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, where do you get started? Um, the 43 and 23 overall um, had a 15 and 15 record in the SEC. 15 and 15, 500. Yeah, oh well, that doesn't really sound very good, but we're talking about the SEC. The in, SEC, in one of the best SEC seasons yes. in recent history. The SEC in baseball, like everybody thinks the SEC is strong in football, but the SEC in baseball and softball are a whole different level. I mean, the uh the SEC in baseball and softball are just absolutely incredible. Um, I know, and I, I have to bring this up in the SEC this year, uh, 13 out of the 14 teams had a winning record. Um, <laughs> the, the one team that did not have a winning record happened to be the Alabama Crimson Tide. The who? Uh, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, some team from East Mississippi. And, and what did they do again? They had a losing record. Um, oh, are you sure? Yes, and oh, by, the, cool. by the way, Auburn, uh, I'm sure we'll mention it later in the show, but Auburn did sweep them in Tuscaloosa. By, no, in, no, in, there's no way. That didn't happen. In three games by outscoring Alabama by a score of 44 to 10. I, uh, I don't believe you. Are um, you sure? Did you I dream know, that one? I know um, some people may call me fake news, but that is actual facts. <laughs> um, so. But anyways, getting back on track, uh, Auburn. Yeah, we, we just need to give Chandler a Alabama bashing podcast on this network. That would be wonderful. Um, <laughs> we need to talk with Kyle about that. But um, anyways, Auburn was won a regional championship, uh, and then they won their first super regional game ever, um, <laughs> which is which is saying something. And we're just that close, one game away from Omaha. And um, 
I mean, it was just an incredible season. And the thing was, Auburn, the the production, a lot of the production was done by true freshmen or sophomores. So the the future only looks brighter. Um, but yeah, before we talk about that, we'll we'll start talking about we'll finish up talking about this season. Um, but Clint, you can go ahead and get started about. We had 18 new players come in this year, you know? 18 new guys is an absurd number of players for a baseball team. Um, what's I, I always forget about it. What is the number of scholarships that baseball teams are allowed to hand out, like 11 and three quarters or something? 11.7. Stupidest thing in the world. Yep. Um, so – for 18 guys on that limited scholarship is, is kind of a big deal. And um, I don't really think Auburn had a really big lineup change or uh, roster changeup outside of that. We had a couple of guys who had to leave for different reasons. And, um, you know, it was just a new Auburn team this season. And in addition to those 18 new players, Auburn had three new coaches on the staff. Um, new Butch Thompson hired a pitching coach so that he could be a, a general managing head coach and hired a new uh, hitting coach and a, you know, some, uh, what was our, what was that third position? Yeah, we hired um, a pitching coach, a hitting coach, and uh, just a, a flat out assistant coach. Um Carl Nonamaker was the assistant coach hired. Um, the hitting coach, Gabe Gross, played here at Auburn, um, was an All-American. Was a first-round draft pick. Yes. And then I, in my opinion, um, and I mean, it's very easy to disagree on this, but I thought the biggest hire was the volunteer assistant, volunteer assistant coach, which became the pitching coach, Steve Smith. Um a lot of people don't know this, but he was Baylor's head baseball coach for 18 years. Head baseball coach for 18 years. And for him to have that experience and come to Auburn and be willing to share his his knowledge and um, his expertise with, with people like Casey Mize and Tanner Burns and Cody Greenhill, among others, was just a huge, huge add onto the staff, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think you kind of saw it a little bit last year of, um, you know, I don't want to say that Butch Thompson was overwhelmed, but, you know, he, I, I, I'm very impressed and appreciate Coach Thompson understanding that as the head coach, he cannot and probably shouldn't have as much say in individual parts of the team as he would like. He's always been a pitching coach. And for him to humble himself enough to hire an outsider as a pitching coach solely so that he could undertake the rest of the team. I think that's a very experienced move by an inexperienced head coach. And I think that move alone probably was the best thing that Coach Thompson's done in his time at Auburn. And it and it proved to be so this season. Um, and, you know, just just all the new faces this season really seemed to mesh well. And, and it was just, it, it just worked. Yeah. I 100% agree. Um, I mean, getting to know all three of those assistant coaches decently well, um, all three 
I just I loved and just are great great men. Um, they're outgoing, uh, friendly, and ju- and they're just like just like Butch Thompson. They they want to make every single in in person they come encounter with they want to make them feel special. And I mean I think that's just a huge huge part of it. And I also think that's why we have we're having such success in the uh, the recruiting realm um, because these three coaches and Butch just make the player feel loved and feel like part of their family. And I think that's huge. Yeah, and if if the coaches and especially Butch treat their players and their and everybody else they come in contact like they have you and me and the people that we've been around and even being able to hang out with the coaches families, then, you know, that's, that's the kind of atmosphere that Auburn athletics wants to build and has probably gotten away from in recent seasons across the board. And if there's any one person on that campus that embodies the Auburn spirit and embodies the Auburn creed, to a T it's Butch Thompson and his staff and his culture at Plainsman Park prove that. Yeah. But well, let's move on. Um, we'll talk about um, Auburn's 2019 incoming uh, incoming class or technically they're considered 2018 commitments, but they'll see the playing time for the first time um, in an actual game in 2019. But the, uh, Clint's not much of a, a recruiting guy. That's recruiting. Um, and that is okay. Um, but in my opinion, recruit, I don't know. Recruiting across all sports is very important. But baseball, I just feel like, adds a different dimension because players do have that option to go straight to the major leagues. Um, versus football, they have to stay three years. Basketball, they have to stay at least one year. Baseball, they can go straight to the major leagues. And we had, I think, six players drafted um, that were high schoolers. And um, only one of those uh, chose to sign uh, with a major league team. Understandably, he was drafted fourth round, um, offered, I think, $950,000. So, I mean, if you had $950,000 thrown in your face, I mean, I would probably sign too, but, <laughs> um, but there's uh, just a few guys I'll mention. Garrett Wade is probably, in my opinion, by far the biggest name um, in this recruiting class. Um, I, I don't know about Garrett, but I know Tanner last year was projected late first round, early second round, and um, after he reached his point where he for sure decided he was coming to Auburn. He just told teams, uh, don't draft me. Don't waste your money and your pick on me because I'm going to Auburn. Um, I think the Yankees ended up drafting him in the 30th, 37th or 38th round, uh, just as like a, uh, complimentary pick. Um, just so they wouldn't have to waste any more money and they wanted to make Tanner feel special. Um, but I know Garrett Garrett Wade was projected just pretty much the same as Tanner. Early second round to mid-second round. 
And he did end up getting drafted, but it was 36th or 37th round. Um, but for him to come to Auburn and ch- choose to play for but- Butch Thompson for the, at least three years, I thought was just a huge, huge move. And it trickled down to the next few players. Ryan Bliss is a short – by the way, Garrett Wade is a left-handed pitcher out of Hartzell, Hartzell High School. Um, and I think Garrett Wade has a very good chance to be a to be the third arm uh, in our rotation next season. So uh, that was a huge get. And then Ryan Bliss is a shortstop out of Lagrange Troop County High School. Uh, he was a huge get. Also got drafted. Devin Warner uh, is a it, said, it lists him as a shortstop, but I I think he'll end up playing more of a third base because. He is 6'2", 210, uh, out of Cartersville High School. Uh, and then a few more. Kaysen Howe uh, is an outfielder, uh, six foot tall, 180. He comes from Texas. He got drafted in the 20th round by the Boston Red Sox, turned down the money, and chose to uh, return to come to school. And then uh, just a few more names I'll mention. Uh, Will Morrison out of Coleman High School, big right-handed pitcher. Um, I know uh, speaking to a few players uh, that are currently on the team uh, that have played against him in high school, they say Will Morrison is the real deal and um, has has an extreme upside, which is very encouraging. And then also Brody Moore is another shortstop out of Aniana High School. Um, and Brody Moore, I think he hit 460 or 470 um, his senior year of high school. So just a, a great, great group of guys. Um, I think 12 incoming players, uh, high school players total. Um, total. And I know we've got, I think, one or two, maybe three JUCO guys also coming in. Uh, Rankin Woley is a name to, uh, to watch. He's a second baseman. Uh, also plays a little bit of catcher uh, coming in from Chattahoochee Valley Community College. Uh, he played at LSU, uh, had some problems down there, went to community college, and then that was a huge get for Butch Thompson and staff coming in and out of community college. But just a great recruiting class and a, a just a great overall group. But, uh, Lent, are you still so, there? So recruiting. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that that's my soap – uh, my soap opera on recruiting, you're, and you're, uh, I think you meant to say your soap bots. Yeah, soap bots, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> same, same thing. Idea, <laughs> ideal, soap opera, soap bots. It's all the same thing. Yeah, I just I make my own uh, vocabulary. God, but, is uh, that not the truth? But um, just a great recruiting class, and I'm looking forward to seeing those guys on the field in the fall. As well as, of course, next spring. Yeah. But uh, you, you mentioned uh, recruiting being important for baseball, as it is in all sports. I, I think that recruiting for baseball is probably the most difficult um, position in all of collegiate sports, with the money just sitting there. Yep. You know, if it's I, football, I you've got the worry of them going to another school, and you know all that kind of stuff. But for baseball, when you've got a 17, 18-year-old kid who probably has never seen a $100 bill in his life, 
and he's staring at a multi-thousand, multi-hundred-thousand-dollar contract. That's you know that's hard to to convince a kid otherwise, and and I don't ever want to blame a kid for taking the money, especially when it comes to athletics. Um, but for for Auburn and for Butch Thompson to be in the position that they are right now, where these kids are telling professional teams, "Do not draft me, do not waste your time on me, because I'm going to play for Auburn and for Butch Thompson." That that to me says wonders about this coaching staff and this program yeah i agree um but well let's move on talk about butch thompson and his contract extension from mr alan green what a what a what a move um i just thought that was huge to lock him down uh you know we heard rumors coming out of starkville from mississippi state that they were very interested in butch thompson and was probably going to maybe hire him. But for Alan Green to shut all that talk down, I think it was on the uh, first game of the finals, or first game of the College World Series maybe. Uh, So Mississippi State was still in season, still playing. And they had not – I mean, of course, you're not going to announce a head coach when your team is in the College World Series. Um, I mean, that would – that's just wrong, you know. You don't you don't do that. But for Alan Green to lock it down and lock Butch Thompson down for the next uh what is it, five years? I think it was through twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Even better. Um Unfortunately we don't have a dollar amount, but I don't think it really matters. I, yeah. I think Coach Thompson would would coach at Auburn for mortgage payment and utility bills plus a dollar you know (laughs) coach thompson loves being in auburn and i don't think it's ever been about the money with him and you know if you spend five minutes just talking to the guy you get that sense that it's more than just the money and the coach speak doesn't leak out of butch's mouth like it does other coaches and everything he says is very genuine and i'm very very excited to have Coach Thompson on this staff for many, many more years. And the the rumors were swirling that he was going to be staying and that a deal was close to being done. But the moment I saw that tweet from the Auburn baseball account, I, I, I don't know the last time I got that excited about something off the field. I, I was ecstatic that it was official. The, there was no, I was never worried that he would leave. Um, the Mississippi State rumors were kind of worrisome at times, but the logic of it just didn't work out knowing the Thompson family. But just having that confirmation just put me over the moon, and and I just cannot wait to renew my season tickets next year. Yeah, um, I'm certainly looking forward to it and excited about uh, Butch Thompson's contract extension as well. But uh moving on uh auburn the auburn baseball team uh and the players uh they're currently playing summer ball all across the uh us and um it's been it's been pretty fun to keep up with um special special shout out to my friend cody debose um uh, i i have just gotten to know him actually this summer 
because he uh, is very interested as well and has is keeping up with uh, how all the Auburn baseball players are doing um, uh, with me this summer. And that's been – it's been fun to do. Um, but just some highlights to hit. Uh, Connor Davis and Elliot Anderson uh, play, are playing for the Santa Barbara Foresters out in the California Collegiate League. Both of them were just um, elected to that league's all-star game um, for the all-star team. So congratulations to those guys. Uh, Carter Bowen um, – through eight games, has a 2.54 ERA on the season. Uh, so that's that's big time. Uh, Tanner Burns pitching with Team USA uh, has this is this is an old stat. I'm pretty sure, but at uh, on July 9th he had a 1.93 ERA. Uh, unfortunately, they have he has been down playing in Cuba for the past week. And I have not gotten a chance to speak to him because they just got back today around noon or one o'clock. Um, so I'm very interested to see how how Tanner did down in Cuba and how the U.S. national team did. Um, so that that'll be exciting and uh, to talk to him and see how he did. But I think the big um, the big hoorah and the big celebration. Uh, for the summer are two players. Um, Steven Williams, uh, first of all, is hitting around 320 uh, and has, I think, a, currently a 13-game hit streak and was also elected to the Cape Cod League All-Star Game. And for anybody that keeps up with Summer Bowl, the Cape Cod League is the elite superior league uh, for college baseball players and for Steven to get elected to the to the all-star game is just huge uh great great news and just a big celebration uh for Steven Williams and family and friends and Auburn baseball fans um and then the second guy um and we just learned a huge bit of information I don't think we've covered yet on our show uh, Davis Daniel uh, has pitched tw- a l- 12 innings of scoreless baseball. Uh, really? Yes, 12 innings. Wow. Of sc- and guess what? This is also in the Cape Cod League. Uh, he is holding opponent. The righty is holding opponents to a point zero six eight average <laughs> through. 12- yeah, very good, Davis. Through through 12 innings. Um, has 14 Ks and three walks, and here's the biggest stat. You know, he hasn't allowed a run through 12 innings, but he has also only allowed two hits, two two hits through 12 innings. Um, So I don't know what clicked with Davis in the latter part of this season, but it's obviously continuing into the summer. And I hope it for it to continue into the fall and into the spring of next year, because how big would that be for Davis Daniel to just become? I mean, with these numbers, he has the potential to be. I mean, dare I say it, an All American. I mean, ooh, that's a. I know that's a big that's bold. compliment. That's bold. That's very bold, and 
you know, that's that's what we've been expecting out of Davis the last two years. And yeah, but you know, he, he, we we bragged on him all season long, and he earned himself a fourth round draft pick this season. And uh, I think there was a little worry if he would stay. And I was, I was it was I was, actually a thirteenth round draft pick. Was but, it? Then who was fourth round? Uh, it was that it was the recruit that I was talking about. Uh, okay. uh, Why did I think it was fourth round then? I can't think of his name right now, but he played <laughs> regardless, at, I, I uh, was still kind of worried that he might not um, come back and just go for the money. But for Davis to go all in on his Auburn career says a lot about him and a lot about this team and him being in the best place for summer ball is only going to make next year better for him. And with Tanner returning, Davis returning, that's a great one-two punch if they can both replicate what they did this year and build off of it. And then, you know, I know we've got a good recruiting class coming in, and we've got a great bullpen that could probably fill in that third slot that Auburn has been dearly missing. Just shy of a month after being selected by the Milwaukee Brewers in the 11th round. So, so even so ba- neither of us were right. Yes, even better than we thought. Uh, I think it was Brendan Venner who got selected in the thirteenth round by the Atlanta Braves, and Brendan did sign, um, which does hurt. But um, we are extremely excited uh, to get Davis back. Um, is the bottom line and huge, huge uh, addition? Um, not addition, but. Uh, continuing to stay with the Auburn baseball program. So um, that, but yeah, that's pretty much your summer update. Um, just a little real quick um, Auburn, Auburn in the pros update, um, particularly from this past year's team. Um, he well, first of all, Keegan Thompson uh, got promoted to double a, uh, and the Tennessee Smokies, the AA affiliate of the Chicago Cubs. Um, and he has he struggled in his first outing, but in his second outing, he went six and two thirds of two hit baseball. So that that's an, that's exciting. And um Jonah Todd is on a eleven game hit streak also. And then Brandon Venner was promoted to the single A Rome Braves. Um Single A affiliate of the Atlanta Braves and Brett Wright is uh, currently platooning on a three-man catching platoon and has made six appearances behind the plate this season. And uh, he's he hit his first two um, major league home runs, or I, I guess it's major, it's professional baseball, uh, minor league. But he hit his first two home runs in back-to-back games. Um, so that's exciting. Um, and then Luke Jarvis, uh, three game hitting streak. Andrew Mitchell has a 1.35 ERA through six and two thirds inning pitch. And Jay Estes is just doing his thing, hitting 300, uh, on the season. And the biggest name, Casey Mize, has yet to pitch, uh, in the Detroit Tigers organization. Um, he just signed two or three weeks ago and he's, uh, still working, uh, on being assigned to a team, but that's, uh, just a quick Auburn in the pros update. Um, I don't know about quick. <laughs> yeah. 
I've tried to make it as quick as possible. Um, <laughs> but I had to I had to update the folks on on Auburn's players from last year that are playing pro ball now, you know. So I guess this is just going to be a summer update as more so than a season recap. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll combine the two. But uh I guess our last few topics of discussion are just some travel stories from this past year and expectations for next season. Um, why don't we both share our most fun travel story from this season? Um, um, you know, most most fun, I think, would be um, the weekend, the, the Super Regional weekend in Gainesville for me. I didn't get a chance to travel as much as I did last year. Um, we always have fun in Montgomery for the Capital City Classic. Um, I don't, I don't think I even traveled much more outside of that. Uh, two trips to Gainesville and Montgomery, I think, is all I got to do. And just the the week in Gainesville, you know, the first game didn't go well at all. It was hot as crap those first two days, and the walk-off win on Sunday was spectacular. And as nervous as we all were and as poorly as it finished for Auburn, that Monday night game three was one of the best baseball games you'll ever watch. And it, it was, it was intense the whole time. Um, it, it was, it, it's what you want to see out of a athletic event. And it was a great game start to finish with just a crazy ending. Yeah. Um, that Definitely. that whole weekend, hanging out with the team, hanging out with the families, um, spending that last day and a half actually staying at the same hotel with the team. Um, it, it was it was an experience that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, as for myself, um, this, this year's 2018 Auburn baseball season uh, was the second most uh, mileage I have tracked. Um, out of any Auburn sport sporting event of any sport from any one of my four years in school here. Um, the only one that beats that is the 2017-2018 Auburn basketball team. Probably yeah, yeah, had you a, going to San Diego kind of skews all that. Yeah, it had a lot to do with me going to San Diego. I traveled 8,702 miles. Oh, God, you have, the, you have it down to a T, don't you? With the basketball, but... With the 2018 baseball team, I traveled 4,452 <laughs> 4, miles. Um, oh my gosh, Chandler! I made uh, I made trips to Oxford, Gainesville twice, um, Montgomery, Atlanta to see Georgia Tech, um, Birmingham, Tuscaloosa. Yeah, Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, Raleigh for the regional. Um, I'm tr- I think that's I think that's it. You you didn't go to Starkville this year, did you? Uh no, Auburn hosted Mississippi State. Um, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, but I thoroughly enjoyed traveling and getting to watch these guys, but probably even more so getting to know that these guys families and becoming friends with these families and special shout out to Casey Mize's mom, Rhonda Mize. Uh, we still call each other. Uh, she's my best friend. Um, oh boy, I still call her my best friend. Um, but oh 
<laughs> I know Clint's rolling his eyes right now. Um, but my favorite trip was probably Raleigh. Um, seeing us win that regional championship um, was just incredible. And I also in that trip, I got to go see Duke University, the University of North Carolina, as well as North Carolina State University. Um, you didn't where, hit Wake Forest? I didn't. Well, Wake Forest was about an hour and 45 minutes away. Oh, come on. Uh, so it was a little far. Um, so, no, we did not hit Wake Forest. But seeing UNC and Duke and seeing both basketball arenas was just very, very fun for me. Um, being a big basketball fan as well, but I was kind of jealous of you there because my my cousin got married in the Raleigh Durham area a couple of years ago, and we made the trip to both campuses as well before that before that wedding, and um, unfortunately didn't get to tour the campuses or check out any of the buildings. We just got to drive through campus a little bit, and and they're they're both very very pretty style uh, campuses in their own style. Um, very, very much so. Not, very, not much, not much compares to Duke and their uh, gothic, gothic style architecture. Like it's, yep, it, it is, it is as gothic as it comes. Yeah, they are very, very different campuses. Um, but yes, I, I agree. Um, both incredibly beautiful. Um, I got to spend way more time on North Carolina's campus because uh, we went to, we ended up going to two or three of the Purdue games. Um, there because of a actually a former connection with Auburn baseball, but I won't talk about that. But um, it was just a great, great trip, and seeing those guys bust out of that dugout when we made that final out, that really, that really just just summed the entire season up, and just um made the entire trip worth it. You know, eight hour drive, but that those eight hours were one hundred percent worth it you know, but uh, we'll get on to expectations for next year. Um, Hey, uh, Butch Thompson, Omaha, one word, Omaha. (laughs) That's, Uh, that's always the goal. Um, I think, I think Auburn will make it through regional play again. Um, This team is just looking to succeed again. Um, Auburn actually led the D1 baseball freshman All-American team with four guys, um, Tanner Burns, Cody Greenhill, Edward Julian, and Stephen Williams. Um, Will Holland is actually tabbed as the top prospect by D1 baseball for next year's draft, which to me might be a stretch, but I think he's got the potential to do so. Um, So there's – there's a long shot that Auburn could have two number one draft picks in bat-to-bat seasons. And I don't say that to hurt uh, Will's chances or his performance next year, but just the, the opportunity is outstanding. And I don't know if that's something Auburn baseball has had in decades. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a, a very exciting uh, time to be uh to be an Auburn baseball fan. And I won't get into this too much, but not only to be an Auburn baseball fan, but just to be an Auburn Tigers fan, you know, um, it's just a, a very exciting time with basketball being on the rise, football with a incredible recruiting class coming in, and Jarrett Stidham coming back for his second season. 
it's just a very exciting time to be an Auburn Auburn fan, and uh, I can't I can't wait for for this Auburn baseball season next year. I'm looking forward to it, and it can't come soon enough. I hate um, wishing off days and years. Um, I, I I look forward to football like anybody else. Basketball is going to be fun, but baseball is yep. where my joy is right now. Yeah, that and changes very quickly once the new season start, but it's hard really, to get me off. Really but, quick, really quick before we before we go. I'm going to ask you one question, and I just I just want a name. You don't have to give an explanation. You can if you want. But who is your 2018 Auburn Baseball Player of the Year? For this previous season? For this previous season. Hmm. Well, I, can, can we take Casey Mize off the table? Because I think that's I, an I think, understood. I mean, I think Casey Mize deserves to be talked about, but... Um, well, K- Casey Mize is the player of the year, hands down. You can't take that away from a number one overall pick from a guy who was undrafted out of high school and kind of just made a name for himself this season. Uh, we Auburn knew that he was good last year. The, a couple of scouts probably knew he was good. The nation didn't know that name, Casey Mize, until this year. Um, so Casey is always going to be the best player out of the 20, probably the 2000s to, you know, 2000 to 2018, it's Casey Mize. Um, Outside of Casey is where it can be interesting if you want to go that far. Yeah. And um, I'm, I can't, you obviously, you can't argue with, you can't argue with Casey Mize. I mean, there's just no argument to be had there. You know, like I love, love arguing with Clint and wrestling, wrestling his jimmies. I, but, I think that your only purpose to, on this earth is to give me a <laughs> headache. But, but um, there's no argument there. And if I had to pick, I told you you could only pick one. <sighs> I guess if I had to pick one player, it would be Tanner Burns. Um, just for him. Um, being able to step into that number two role that was such a big question mark and to perform, um, I think he ended up with a 3.03 ERA on the season. For him to just do that well this season, I think was just was incredible coming from a true freshman. Um, but an honor, honorable mentions go to go to Will Holland, of course. Yeah, we could we could spend all day on honorable and mentions. <laughs> I think honorable mentions go to Will Holland and Cody Greenhill. Um but I think Tanner Burns would be mine. But um I, I, I would agree with that. Now let me ask you a follow up question. Who who do you think has the most room for growth next year? I'm overall. Going, I'm gonna give you a surprising answer here. Okay. Um, I have a I have a name in in my head, I want to know who you say. I'm going to give you a surprising answer. I'm going to go with Ryan Hoarder. Ooh, um, ooh, because of his he his six six uh, two he he was he was. I mean, I'm going to just be honest. He was a beanpole coming into college. <laughs> I mean, there's no no, and he he would lo- he would love that I said that. He would laugh, um, but he. He was he was a beanpole, but he's been able to put on some weight 
put on some pounds, and I expect him to to surprise a lot of people and to and to contribute in a big way to the 2019 squad. But 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 what what do you think? I, I think that there's a lot of names that you could go through. Um, maybe the bottom of the bullpen, some guys that didn't get a chance to play very much. Um, but the guy who I think has probably the biggest and highest ceiling coming into next year in the field and at the plate is Edward Julian. Even though the kid hit, what, 13 home runs and led the country in RBI by freshman with 65 or something, his, yeah. his approach at the plate took a nosedive at the end of the season. Um, outside of doing really well for two games in the SEC tournament and two or three games at the Raleigh Regional, he was he was just struggling. I think he, um, I think it was at LSU or or Ole Miss to end the season. Um, didn't even get on base all weekend. Um, really struggled at Florida um, for the Super Regional. And I know second base isn't his natural position, but if he could, if if Auburn can groom him into an infielder and a power hitter. I think that that's only going to be beneficial. So I, I would love to see, especially for his career after Auburn, I would love to see Edward Julian get out of the DH role and play in the field. Yeah, and um, I think that's that's a very good pick. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how Edward uh, improves next season as well. But I think that pretty much does it. Um, for for the 2018 edition of Hitchcock Hecklers, um, I'm I'm sure we will be back uh, sometime in August or September, uh, hopefully to give a fall ball update, um, quick fall ball episode. But uh, as I think that does it. Do you have anything else, Clint? Always great to be an Auburn Tiger, Chandler. That's right. All right. Well. Uh, Clint, tell the people how they can connect with you, uh, before, you can, we, before we leave. You can follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can check out my website, the new Auburn Uniform d- database at auburnuniforms.com. Wow, the new Auburn Uniform database. Have you seen the new redesign? I will be honest. I have not gotten a chance to look at it, but I will <sighs> look. I will. I will tell you. I'm I'm gonna go look at it right now, and when any any time that Phil Hecken, who is a uniform guru, uh, points out Clint individually, I think that everybody needs to go look at that and uh, go look at his website and um, give it just give it a look and um, give it a few minutes of your time. But people can connect with me on Twitter at GolfWizKid G-O-L-F-W-I-Z-K-I-D um, but I think that does it for uh, this season of all, of the Hitchcock Hecklers and uh, we'll see you sometime in the fall War Eagle War Eagle That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today 
If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network, and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website, E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.